All right, here we go. The next episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe. Coming into this uh, holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. So hope you got a lot of plans. Spend time with some friends and family and and do what you enjoy doing, whatever that be, outdoors or indoors or whatever. Um, hope you got a chance to have a three-day, if not a four-day weekend and uh, just have a great time doing uh, whatever that is. So interesting uh, coming out of the SEC baseball tournament. Uh, this is Tuscaloosa News, uh, May 24th, 2023, Maxwell Donaldson, uh, Hoover and cited in Hoover at the uh, the tournament for the baseball tournament. Alabama baseball starter Luke Hoffman discussed what went into his late scratch against LSU, a decision that has been amplified following following the firing of Brad Bohannon in gambling and a gambling investigation. Quote, I thought I was going to start the whole day, but I had a couple of back issues. I just didn't feel good enough. Uh, Quote, or I'm sorry, end of quote, Hoffman said after Alabama's blah, blah, blah. We won't talk about that. Uh, Hoffman was listed as a probable starter for the Friday matchup with LSU on April 28th, but was held out with back tightness. Later emerged now, or later emerged that now former head coach Brad Bohannon was linked to bets that raised suspicious activity in Ohio, according to the Ohio Casino Control Commission. Um, and they learned that Tuscaloosa learned that he was, uh, Bohannon was directly linked to those bets. Hoffman has made his last three regularly scheduled starts since the missed start, getting wins versus Vanderbilt and Ole Miss for the season, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that came out yesterday after after their game against Florida. Now, to me, it doesn't, you know, I I don't think it makes any difference. It may solidify the, you know, that that Brad, the coach, uh, Bohannon knew, um, you know, prior to the game that this was going on. I believe if well, he claims that he was that going into the whole day, he believed that, but I have to believe that if a pitcher's not feeling well, he's going to make that known to his, his coach right away. Okay. You're going to notify the coach, the coach is not feeling well, not sure about this, you know, more than likely you're going to do that now. I guess not knowing what type of coach he is, he could also be the kind of coach that's going to, you know, not give him a chance to go out there and, and work things out. But, you know, coming into in a, a huge game, a, a huge series against LSU, you definitely want your better best pitcher out there on the mound. And so, to me, I don't know if it has an impact on the story so much uh, because whether or not he knew that ahead of time, you know, it's or whether I'm sorry he was going to pull him because he was injured or not. You know, he still had planned and knew ahead of time that he was going to place this bet. So he was either going to place that bet based on knowing that Hoffman wasn't going to start because he wasn't feeling well, or that he was going to pull him uh, and put and put this other guy in there. Either way, it's 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 still shady. It doesn't. I don't think it changes the story at all. Um, it maybe sheds a little bit of light of when it went on that day. 
uh, but I don't necessarily don't think that that you know changes what ultimately happened where he you know placed these bets. And I, th- I think ultimately it was the right decision for the university to let him go, um, because of, of of his actions. And it still doesn't change the fact that you know that we should have never placed the bets to begin with. And furthermore, we still haven't heard anything else released coming out of Iowa, or Iowa State concerning their athletes that were involved in this. And as far as I know, there hasn't been any other. Uh, universities step forward and say that they've uh, found anything out any type of investigations either so we'll see where those go you know do they get buried um, you know is it just you know smoke and mirrors with the two universities and the board of regents and you know are they going to actually you know pursue this and do anything or are they just gonna you know who knows we'll wait and see on that one so we'll yeah, it's yet to be determined it's interesting because I have this inclination that the younger generations aren't quite interested in, in hearing what old-timers have to say, the wisdom that can be found in, in an old-timer, us old-timers. And it'll be interesting to see what happens as they get a little bit older. And I'm talking about uh, the generations that's, that are, that's, that's Generation X's kids. I know many of them that are, that are still, you know, in high school. And so they're going through that stage or younger. Um, but those that are, you know, graduated from high school and older, um, you know, on the, the, that upper end of the Generation X, and are now seeing even some grandkids. It's curious to see if that generation has any inclination to, to want to learn or to gain some of the wisdom that is found in in the Generation X old timer um, as we become more seasoned in the old timer way in, in ways. I don't know why that that popped into my head. I guess. It's just a, a um, maybe just an observation over time and and kind of way people um, act and react when they have interaction with old timers. And it's not like we haven't, as a whole, as a whole hasn't embraced technologies. I know that I have. Obviously, when I'm, you know, I mean, just think about. How if we would have had some of the stuff that we have today available to us, and what a you know what it would mean to have a podcast? I mean, growing up, you know, you, the only thing for media wise was either TV or, or radio, and to be able to broadcast your voice um, seemed impossible if you weren't on a radio station. And, and now we have the opportunities that we do today to you know do things like a podcast or. Um, social media content and put videos out um, on different platforms. So I feel like that as a whole that there's that this our generation here has embraced the technology and utilized it maybe not as as to the max as what they have, but we do. I, I you know I can point to several um, instances where there is you know and me personally and others 
you know, embracing technology. And I think that's going to be the key going forward is that we continue to stay up on that and continue to learn and, and develop in those areas and not let um, that deter us like we did with previous generations and looking at technology. And, and so having the, you know, the new, the, the um, iPhones and throwing away the flip phones and, and, you know, using the apps that are out there and, and just embracing those, those things and, and, you know, being careful obviously, and not, you know, wanting a bunch of information being put out wherever, but guarding our information, but also using the ones that are uh, secure and provides a little bit of convenience in our lives. And so I think over time, I think that will be, that'll be that test, I guess, of time per se, of how we as a generation continue to utilize the technology that's out there and, and embrace it and then kind of share those experiences or what, you know, it was like prior to that. But it be but being showing that we have that willingness to accept it and to utilize it in our everyday life. So no matter if we're in our 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, 80s, you know, we're continually learning and growing. Granted that we'll have probably a little bit of cognitive issues mentally that we'll have to fight through, but you know, it's just going to show how much more strength and, and um, you know, mentally acute that we can um, have mental acuity, I'm sorry, case in point, uh, and being able to, you know, have an influence and impact on their lives as they grow up. So something to think about. I, I know it's kind of random, but, uh, you know, it's something that, that I have observed and, and really was you know, trying to process in my mind and what it's going to take, what I need to feel like, what I feel like is going to need to happen to continue to have that potential, or to, to have that potential, to have that impact in that younger generation's life and being able to prove to them that, hey, we understand what they're doing, we understand what they're dealing with, what they're, you know, stand what they're experiencing because um, we've done that, been there, done that in some sort of fashion on our own. So keep that in mind but uh i'll I'll say this in closing i appreciate you listening to the podcast it means a lot to me i think it's impressive that the the um, audience that, that that we've developed that i've developed with it and and just your growth with that and and just appreciate that um if you if you enjoy it uh share that with your friends and family and and let them know about it and and maybe they'd like to listen to it too um, if you jo- don't enjoy it, hey, I, I still appreciate it. I get it. Um, but if you keep coming back, then that must mean something. So, um, but I do appreciate that. It means a lot to me that you take time out of your schedule uh, to listen to it, and uh, it means a lot to me. And I appreciate it so much. So have a great holiday weekend. Be safe out there. Uh, stay healthy and um, and just keep that in focus and in, in mind. I know I'm going to be thinking about the old man and his um, time and service in the military and uh, just, you know, be thinking about him. He'll be on my mind. So think about those that have served. Think about those others that um, in your family that's been lost and that um, we keep them in our memories and thoughts every day. And so until next time.